Hey. What's happening? All right. Uh, how are you, man? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're coming. Perfect. All right. So, uh, let's see. I have a few topics ready for tonight. Let's do it. I think uh, we should start with the most important part, bacon. <laughs> yes. I can't believe oh. you don't like bacon. I mean, I like bacon. I regularly make myself like eggs and bacon and shit. But yeah, I mean, it's not. It's uh, uh, it's like eggnog, you know. It's, <laughs> okay, it's overrated. Yes. It's pretty good, but it's not that fantastic. We might just have to agree to disagree, man, because I I fucking love bacon, <laughs> and it's and it's not like eggnog because eggnog is like cum, and bacon is not like cum. <laughs> so. Well, I mean. On this side of the world, or at least in the Netherlands, I have, we don't have the tradition, weird tradition of drinking um, eggnog with uh, with other booze. Okay. I mean, eggnog is the, the creamy yellow stuff, right? Yeah. 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 So we don't call it eggnog. We call it advocaat. Okay. Uh, which is Dutch for lawyer. I have, There's no relation in any way, as far as I know, but that's just how it is. Um no, we generally uh, uh, pour it over ice cream. Okay, that's interesting. It's pretty good when you pour it over ice cream. Um, but then, I mean, any alcohol is pretty good. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Are you uh, drinking anything specific at the moment? No, at the moment I'm just drinking a glass of ice water because I'm allegedly still trying to work. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yes. What kind of work are you doing or allegedly doing? Oh, I'm just, you know, out there pushing product, lubing the deals, making sales, all that good <laughs> shit. Ah, so you're a drug dealer. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. <laughs> if ever I come to America and I need a new hookup. Uh, yeah, you got the connect right here. <laughs> <laughs> what state do we have to be in roughly for that to work? Texas. Texas, okay. The best, the best country in the United States. <laughs> in the best country. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. How many states are talking about seceding? There's Texas that has been going on about seceding forever. Well, I guess there's yeah, always that ongoing uh, movement, like on the West Coast, right? And California was talking about splitting up into a couple of different states or three different states exactly. several months ago. And I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, not enough for talking about seceding, but that's, that's neither here nor there. You're um, pro uh, Texas? I'm pro everybody fit. <laughs> Okay, that's. Uh, I mean, I can uh, I can go and totally get that from a, a libertarian perspective. I'm just kind of yeah. thinking about the uh, the more uh, practical consequences and problems with that. Looking at the uh, wild success that Britain is having with their Brexit, <laughs> have they even completed that yet, or did they just have no. the vote that said yes, we're going to leave, but then they never they never they, left, right? They have the vote. Um, and Theresa May uh, quit over it at some point. I mean, David Cameron also quit over it, but he okay. like quit immediately. Um, and then uh, so now there's Boris Johnson who's trying to get it done, but he's also failing. And <clears> this <throat> is like this is like the English version of Trump, right? Supposedly, yes. Okay, like his, um, his long lost cousin or some bullshit. <laughs> well, I mean, he's equally repulsive. Um, <laughs> As a person, you know? Yes. <laughs> I mean, say what you know about Trump, uh, good or bad, but the guy is not pretty. 
No, no, no. He's he's certainly uh, physically revolting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Same roughly goes for Boris Johnson. Yes, um, I think Boris Johnson's a little more disheveled looking, though. Hmm. At least a little put together. Sort I, of. Uh, the other day, actually, I uh, saw some video of him and um, uh, some other European leaders talking about some big European summit. Uh, yeah. I just noticed how he's he's short, fat, and he's like, oh, Bent over, um, <laughs> you know the kind of posture you get when you work in an office for twenty years, like the shoulders forward. Uh, I'm yes, you're very well aware of this posture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically that posture, and on top of that, he's really fat and, and like he's not built uh, in a good way, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, that much for Brexit and Boris Johnson. Um, let's see, we have about an hour. Uh, I'm okay. planning, I mean, you told me you had roughly an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah about an yeah. hour. So I plan on mostly <clears throat> uh, bullshitting around, but I have some semi-serious topics to talk about uh, as well. Okay. Um, so actually, I think I'm going to skip to the end of my subject uh, and uh, get straight into the semi-serious stuff. Let's do it. Concerning the LP, because I believe okay. you also recently joined the LP, right? I did, and I actually, on my desk, I just opened the envelope, which includes my LP membership card. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah. Is it a nice card? <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you get what you pay for. Well, it's nice. It's it's black and gold. Okay. You know, it's got it's good. got Lady Liberty on there, and instead of We the People, it says We the Members. That's, you it's, know, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh it reminds me that I was kind of bummed when I uh, got my new credit card from my bank. Yeah. I used to have uh, like a fancy black credit card with like silverish letters on it. And now it's mm-hmm. just like a silverish credit card with also silverish letters. Oh, that's which feels much less fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole uh, LP thing is kind of interesting um, because I've been watching from uh, from a distance, of course. Um, sure, sure. And as I understand it, until like a few days ago, there were two main candidates for the new chair, right? Or in the race um, uh, to to take over the chair from Sarwak. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it was, I, I don't know. I, I don't know much about, I think his name was Mike Shipley, was like a third candidate. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly don't know much about him. He seems like an okay guy. And then, of course, the Todd father, <laughs> yes. Todd Hogopian. Yes. And then Joshua Smith. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I, honestly, I mean, I think, and, and really, I don't even know if if Sarwark has decided that he's going to run again or not, right? Like that's still kind of up in the air. I haven't heard anything either about that. Um, that that that's what it sounded like. I mean, I look, I I joined to try and you know do a thing and either get Todd or, or Joshua, mm-hmm. you know, elected to the chair, and then hopefully get the nomination for um, uh, Jacob Hornberger. So other than that, I'm not really paying attention to all the <laughs> all the bullshit politics. So I'm not really up to speed on who's running and who's not running. But yeah, I think I think that covers it. But then I, I don't like I said, I, I don't think that Sarwark has decided yet. I don't know if that's uh, I mean, I assume it's because of this, you know, swell of support behind Joshua. Yeah. Um, I know it, it seemed like he had that support last time around as well, but things didn't quite work out. But it seems like he's a lot more popular now. And, you know, Nick is kind of backed off and said, well, fuck, if, if, you know, I can't beat him, then I'm not, I'm just not going to run yeah, again. That so sense. I don't know if you're looking for somebody else to run in his place. Um, 
or if they're just kind of bowing out and saying, well, fuck it, let the new guys have that it. That would be kind of interesting. Either either way, I'd, yeah, I would I, that I support that. For, uh, I think, uh, if Sarbok wouldn't run and there would be a, a, a replacement candidate, I guess, for him, uh, mm-hmm. that would mean that Joshua would be running basically unopposed. I mean... It seems like he would be a shooter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, after the other guy still, but he's, I mean, he's not really uh, a contender, let's say. Right, right. And I, I know in some of the, you know, they've had a couple of online debates and some little straw polls and things like that. And it seems like Joshua's winning those hands down. So, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's like any other poll, though, right? You got to get people to actually show up and, you yeah, know, of course. Go to the convention, yeah, yeah. be a delegate, all that bullshit. So it's, who, who supports him versus who can actually vote for him and who's willing to vote for him. So there's that I'm, I'm bolstered mm-hmm. by the, by the polls, but um, we'll, we'll see what happens yeah. come, uh, come convention yeah, time. Exactly. Around uh, the polls. I believe those were done on Facebook as well. Um, right. And I'm, I'm fairly certain that the result would be very different on Twitter. Uh, sure. Sure. And the result would probably be very different uh, if they did it via landline or something, you know? Uh, right. Right. So that's interesting. Uh, it's kind of weird to have a, a libertarian party where there's only one real guy running. Uh, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it always seems like there's a slew of people that are that are lining up to run for whatever it is. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so because I got curious about this, I actually uh, checked out the Dutch LP because it exists. Okay. Um, but it seems that it doesn't really exist um, because – According to the Wikipedia page, at least, they have seats nowhere. <laughs> Absolutely nowhere. Um, but is is there a party structure? Somewhat, I believe. I mean, they have a website. You can become a member. They have a, a chair and some uh, board members, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They even, uh, when I checked, it was in uh, November. They even had an agenda. Not that it covered much. Okay. It covered like... Yeah. Do meetups or, or conventions uh, mm-hmm. in November, and that was it. There was no other plans. Mm. Well, sounds like there's an ample opportunity for you to join and mount a hostile takeover. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You could be the next big thing, man. That would be interesting. Um, you know, take over the Dutch Libertarian Party by shitposting on Twitter. Seems to Absolutely. work for uh, Joshua Smith. So. Hey, it worked for fucking Trump. That is true. Uh, he was the shit poster of all shit posters, <laughs> and he fucking won the presidency of the United States. He's the most powerful man in the world. <laughs> yeah, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that goes to show how bad how bad a candidate Hillary was. Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not saying you could run anybody against her, <laughs> but she's so unlikable that, that yeah, it, it allowed. And, and the, the bad thing is, you know, all that shit came out that, they were actively pushing a Trump candidacy because they thought they could beat him. Yeah. And any other candidate probably could have beat him for the Democrat side, yeah. but she won. Right. And so she is so repulsive to people, even her, like people who, who allegedly support her. Like she's still so repulsive to people that she could not win over our, whatever the fuck his name is, Boris Johnson, right? Our version <laughs> of him. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, uh, it's weird anyway, uh, the way that, I mean, this is like standard bullshit, but the way Americans only have two real parties that count. It, yeah, more or less. I mean, there's of course some more, but they don't play a particularly big role. Sure. Um, I mean, you know, the, the LP at least has, has, 
I don't know what all the rules are to get on ballots statewide. I know every state has its own rules, yeah. but I think I think the LP at least appears on all the ballots. Um, and I, I know in Texas, um, we I think we have you know a Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, and then I think Jill Stein probably appeared on ballots mm-hmm. for the Green Party. Maybe like a Constitution Party okay. candidate appeared. Um, but there's some threshold that has to be met before you appear on the ballot, I believe. But um, yeah, more or less, it's it's a you know it's a two party system, yeah. which is terrible, and it's only it only exists because people just succumb to the to the binary nature of it. But yeah, that's the weirdest um, thing. Um, it's not that there's no no other parties, you know. Uh, right, right. But somehow people just reject the idea of any other party than Team Blue or Team Red. Yeah, well, and I, you know, I was in that camp for a long time too before I, you know, became what I am now. I mean, but you know, I was. I get that. When I was still, a, you know, a, a neocon yeah. and, and made the even made the the slide down into you know sort of sort of uh, you know constitutional conservative or whatever, you know, where I was still just like, well, you know, fuck it, I'll pull the 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 red handle because it's the least bad candidate, and it, I don't. It was more like a vote against what I didn't want yeah. than a vote for what I wanted, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it became sense. then. I think in, when was it? Uh, fuck, I don't even remember. I guess it was in 16 when, when Trump won. I think I voted, I think I, I wrote in, you know, that shitbag CIA candidate more as a protest vote. Um, I don't remember his name, McMullen, whatever the fuck that guy's name was. And then, you know, the midterm election in 18, I just, I, I decided I'm not going to fucking vote anymore. <laughs> so... Now that I'm in the LP, I'll probably go vote for Hornberger. Um, but I, I doubt I'll vote for any other candidate. Yeah. Maybe if there's some, uh, you know, constitutional amendments or something like that locally here in Texas, I'll, I'll probably vote on those. Right. And whatever the whatever the most liberty oriented position is. Although I, I did just I'm, I'm see I'm so since I went full blown anarcho libertarian, <laughs> I, I just I don't care enough to like leave the house and go to the polling location. So we just had. Uh, you know, the, the election here in Texas, there were some uh, amendments um, to be voted on. And I just, I, I couldn't bring myself to study up on it. I just <laughs> said, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want to do anyway. So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's, uh, I remember um, this is a couple of years ago by now, but um, at some point in the Netherlands, I believe it was only the Netherlands, um, we had a, a referendum about uh, a particular Ukraine treaty. But it was weird because very few people actually knew what they were voting for. Uh, That's typical. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even less than than normally. It was not Mm -hmm. uh, like, do we want Ukraine in the EU, yes or no? But it was like an association treaty with Ukraine. So like, do we want to be officially associated with them as the EU or not, it was nobody really knew what exactly what the fuck was going on. Um, sure. And then that led uh, after the next elections to getting rid of the referendum entirely, which hmm. I mean, on the one hand, it sucks, but on the other hand, uh, the the nature of the referendum as we had it was uh, useless anyway because it was not uh, sure. a binding referendum, you know, so there was no. Uh, oh, so it's just pointless. Yeah, yeah. There was no legal rule or, or basis that uh, the cabinet had to actually uh, obey the the uh, decision made in the referendum. 
but was just a, right. an advising referendum, basically. Fancy gotcha. poll, essentially. Yeah, the people said they want to do this, but we're going to do whatever the fuck we want to do anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is nice because they pretend to actually give a fuck, but still. Um, which was also kind of a bitch because uh, the main party, uh, once they became uh, a member of the the cabinet, um, mm-hmm. that, that advocated, well, once they were in the government, uh, once they were making the rule, they strongly advocated for getting rid of the referendum. That was entirely their initiative. But in the elections, one of their main points they ran on was being very pro-referendum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I actually voted for that particular party uh, in the last round of elections. So I kind of felt screwed there. Um, mm. But then... Well, welcome welcome to voting and government in general. Yep. Always feeling screwed. Yep. But, uh, I mean, voting in the Netherlands is a bit different in the sense that, oh, first of all, we don't have a real president. We just have a <clears throat> prime minister. Uh, so there's very few actual executive decisions they, they can make. Um, okay. And secondly, we have a fuckload of parties. Like, uh, we have somewhere around 10 parties, I think, uh, in parliament. Uh, and I believe there's a coalition of like three or four of them uh, to actually make the cabinet. So to get an actual majority uh, to be able to pass just about any law. Mm, lovely. Yeah. Um, on the one hand, it's kind of nice because it leads to a lot of compromise. Uh, sure. And, well, at least here in the Netherlands, we, uh, we very strongly believe in compromise. Um, have you ever heard of the Polder model? No. Uh, a Polder model, uh, are you familiar with what a Polder is? I don't think so. Okay, a Polder. So you might have to enlighten me on that first. Yeah. A Polder is um, uh, the area located, the dry area located behind a dike. Okay. Um so, like like at the gay bar, that kind of dike? <laughs> yes, exactly. The one, or the one you have to put your finger in, which I guess works either way. <laughs> Let's just say uh, behind the levee. Yeah, there you go. Although I suppose that also works either way, depending on the name of yes. the dike. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, but so the polder is the dry area behind uh, the the dike that's supposed to keep uh, several millions of people dry, um, sure, and not the one that's supposed to keep one person dry. Um, okay. So the polder model is basically um, uh, like like talking or uh, yeah going into talks uh, and not stopping until uh, you found a solution that both parties are okay enough with that they can sign it. Gotcha. Uh, so just basically compromise uh, until there's nothing more to compromise on. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just a typical negotiation. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, try to try to find the win-win at least for for both sides, yeah. not just, not necessarily the people, but for the the two parties. Yes. Find the win-win and then put that forward. Yes. Um, but because we have a, a load of parties that are pretty much all over the spectrum, um, mm-hmm. it generally leads to fairly okay uh, government decisions. Gotcha. Um, so with that out of the way. I'm not entirely sure where I was going with this anymore. Um, I don't remember either. So I'm just going to jump in. I'm sorry I distracted you. (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Uh, I mean, this this podcast isn't exactly meant to be professional or informative. Oh, don't worry. Mine isn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Or 
maybe it's maybe it's meant to be, but it, it <laughs> certainly isn't. <laughs> I mean, I just kind of looked at the fat ca- fat cast and a biting bullet, and thought, you know what? If I take weird from the one and hammer drunk from the other, I think I have a <laughs> a, a good compromise here. Um, yeah, it's it's your dry area behind the dike model. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. But I have this whole conspiracy, which is without a doubt true, uh, about members of the Libertarian Party, um, mm-hmm. who they are and what their goals are. So okay, um, the first part that's pretty well established is that Todd is also Bird, or more uh, precisely, Bird is a character played by Todd. Well, you know, this is entirely possible, although I do know that Bird has a New York phone number. Hmm. And Todd lives in Oklahoma. Okay. I have seen pictures of Todd. I have never seen a picture of, well, I've seen half of a picture of Bird, and it, but it was blurry. And it was posted a long time ago by Pete Quinones. Okay. That's so Bird wasn't, yeah, Bird wasn't entirely in the picture. So I, I can't, I can't say I've ever actually seen Bird. I have. And every time I've been on a stream, every time I've been on a stream, he just has his, his avatar. Yeah picture yeah so, when i was there so i don't know what he looks like the fact is that was uh, the same as well car uh, right Car right. was just uh, like actually on video call uh but bird was only on audio um right so i mean we know from bird's general twitter feed uh and and his appearances on his own podcast um that he or him and todd share some similarities they're both short absolutely correct they're both fat <laughs> they both have a yes. funny voice <laughs> yes Okay, now, this is pretty convincing to me that they're already quite <laughs> close, but there's more. Um, you see, uh, Bird has something that uh, Todd has a lot of use for, which is a lot of clout. Yes. Um, and Todd, obviously, uh, is in the market for some clout because he's running for uh, LP chair. Uh, he's not anymore. Or was. He was. Right. But, uh, and we'll get there, I... I have a theory for that as well. And I think it's pretty good. Okay. Um, so Todd is probably not actually named Todd. He's just uh, a CAA plant of some sort. Um, and Makes sense. Yeah, you know, he's there to gather support for himself or his platform um, to oust the current leadership, which, although not very comfortable, is probably not in the pocket of the CAA. Um, because why would the CAA oust the CIA, right? Right. So... Um, now let's leave that for what it is for a little bit, uh, and look at Bird's co-host Car. Now, um, based on uh, some predictions Car made a while ago that came true like an hour later, in the form of Jared doing a thing. I don't exactly remember okay. what it is or what it was, but just Car predicted something, and then like an hour later, uh, Jared did exactly that thing. So. This means interesting. Yes, this means that uh, Gar and Jared are most likely the same person. Okay, but there's more to this um, because Gar slash Jared are likely also the same person as uh, Joshua, Joshua Smith. Interesting. Yes, um, I am not entirely positive on the Gar Jared connection, but I'm pretty positive on the Joshua Jared connection. Um, because there's an also an option that Carr is a, a cloud scheme uh, from, uh, what's his face, Pete Buttigieg? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so 
uh, Gar may or may not uh, be a character played by um, by Jared, uh, but we know for sure that Jared and uh, Joshua are the same person. Why? Well, well, I I would argue. I would argue. Well, I'll, I'll let you finish your point. Go ahead. Okay. Well, why? Um, or more like how? I mean, the why is obvious. You know, uh, set up a successful podcast, uh, get some clout. Then join the LP, really support for the LP and for a particular candidate, and then uh, get that candidate elected and destroy the LP from inside out. Um, now, uh, how did it work? Well, you know Jared's story. Uh, you know he joined the Marines, deployed to Afghanistan, uh, became a libertarian at some point, and this is where the story kind of deviates from uh, what how Jared tells it. He likely did deploy to. Uh, Afghanistan. Now, uh, one of the other biting the bullet boys is uh, or was in intelligence, right? Sure. Okay, so this guy probably has some CIA, FBI, NSA connection. So most likely, yes. once a Fed, always a Fed. Exactly. So uh, Jared got recruited, uh, worked his way up in the CIA, likely uh, with the help of uh, Pat from uh, Uncensored Tactical. <laughs> Um, now, this is also part of the conspiracy, but uh, A, nobody has ever seen Pat, as far as I know. Um, B, he used to work for the supposed Coast Guard, um, which in my first podcast that I talked about with uh, Trent, he's of the opinion that the Coast Guard, the entire Coast Guard isn't real, which I think makes sense. Um, because at some point, Pat also said he had, some, uh, he had a, a secret clearance. Uh, for like intelligence stuff. So this means Pat likely also knew some guys in CEA, which means that Pat is now also a fairly high-ranking Fed, which got Jared recruited, <laughs> uh, which, um, well, you know, that's how we get to Joshua. Um, do you have a bit of an image of what I'm talking about here? With the Joshua connection? Yes. I, well, that, so Joshua is a created character meant to take over the LP and destroy it from the inside. Yes. Am, I track, am I tracking you? Yes. yes. Um, and see, so, I, yeah. so I, I have known people in the Coast Guard, and I have seen Coast Guard buildings and vessels. <laughs> so now I am, in, I, am in, I, well, I am entirely convinced that the Coast Guard is a fake organization perpetrated by the CIA. <laughs> and it's just, it's just a front. <laughs> That's all it is. It's just a front. And I have met Carr on several occasions, and now I, I am entirely convinced that I've actually just met Jared <laughs> playing, playing the character of, of Carr in disguise. That is interesting, because that means that, I mean, Carr is a pretty intelligent guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as intelligent as a civil engineer could be. Well, yes. I mean, he's clearly not a real engineer, just as he's right. not a real libertarian. <laughs> um, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was it going? Uh, so uh, on the Coast Guard, um, what Trent told me is uh, he is an Army veteran, right? Um, and at some right. point, uh, when you sign up, uh, there's like representatives from all the, the branches uh, of the military that come by and, and try to sell you on their branch. Sure. Well, he never met any uh, Coast Guard uh, 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 representative, I guess. Yeah, recruiter. recruiter. And, and neither, neither have I. Yeah, I've, I've met recruiters from the Army, from the Navy, um, Marines. I've never met a recruiter from the Coast Guard. Exactly, which makes even more sense because uh, 
um, an organization that is purely a front wouldn't need recruiters because everybody is... Yeah, they already know who they want. Yes, exactly. Because everybody who works for Coast Guard already has pretty high clearance. Like, they know sure. what's going on. Um, or they're just really stupid. But that's not a story. <laughs> I mean, I've heard yes. that, and I don't think he's particularly stupid. So, you know, he knows what's going on. Um, yeah, clearly, clearly a very senior level Fed. Yes. Um, so the reason it makes sense still for... Tata and Bird to be the same person, and then Tata drop out is because now all of Tata's support, or at least the vast majority of Tata's support, will fall behind Joshua. Right. Which means that Joshua will be elected. Um, That's correct. Well, hopefully. Likely. Uh, likely, yes. I'm just going to assume this. And so when he's elected, he's going to be all for gun control, or for, uh, let's just call it opinion control. So, you know, just limiting the First Amendment, uh, just basically mm-hmm. uh, getting rid of all of the amendments. Um, he's going to be a bigger cop than Sarwak. So how do we, how do we stop this? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, uh, well, first of all, listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm out here speaking the truth um, and nobody else is willing to. Uh, so that's one. Uh, two is... Uh, you know, recreational nukes. <laughs> For everyone. Yes. <laughs> a nuke in every backpack. <laughs> you know, uh, I think I told Nate this once. Uh, uh, you know, guns and, and rifles are overrated. Everybody should just walk around with a bomb vest. Because if everyone like walks around with a bomb vest, society will suddenly become very polite. Absolutely. Um, and no one would bump into me anymore either. <laughs> exactly. Everybody will watch their steps. More, more importantly, yes. <laughs> you know, no more stepping on snakes. Um, maybe we uh, we should arm snakes with bomb vests as well. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how many snakes you have over there, but we have quite a few here in Texas, so I, I might not go for that. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, no, uh, well, no real snakes. Um, we have okay. a few pretending to be human, but, you know. Yes, yes. I suppose those exist over there as well. Yes, lots of reptilians. <laughs> um, now, let's see. How do we stop this? Uh, recreational nukes, bomb vests. Um, don't vote LP. Don't vote Republican. Don't vote Democrat. Uh, maybe just like blow up the CIA headquarters, like completely. Uh, you know, just level it. I think uh, that would make the world in general a better place as well. Most likely. Maybe. Um, maybe vote Putin. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure how that would help, but I'm sure it would. And uh, let's see, do I have anything more on conspiracies? Not really. Well, I mean, let's not ignore uh, the fact that all the other or the other two um, biting the bullet boys are also in on this whole thing. Like, well, are we even sure that they're separate people, uh, or are they all being played by Jared? Not entirely, but okay. I think that if one person has to play. Jared, Carr, and Joshua at the same time. Right, right. That's quite a lot already. If he's not also having to play another two characters, that's going to be quite a lot of work. Well, I think it's quite possible that all of these people, whether it be Bird, Carr, Jared, Luke, or Typo, are all sort of like al-Baghdadi. Right? <laughs> it's just the CIA. It's, it's the CIA-created personality right. who is at, at certain times played by different people. 
right? Yeah, that's a good idea. That's um, so you think that uh, basically all about the bullet holes, uh, bad for monsters, tactical bird, car, um, they're all just kind of uh, roles or, or creations. Yes, they're all fab- they're all fabricated personas. Right, a bit like uh, James Bond, where it's more of a code name, right, than, uh, right. than an actual uh, individual. Yeah, so instead of car, it's actually like 0069 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes total sense. Um, what I was thinking is that this is um, not only the CIA. Uh, I mean, the CIA is doing most of the work here, of course, but because sure. who else than the CIA is working to subvert all kinds of shit? Um, but I think uh, at least uh, with the biting the bullet, they have three hosts. So probably there's one FBI guy there. And probably like an NSA or Homeland Security kind of dude, you know they're sure they're more for monitoring um, and maybe arresting than for actual subverting. Gotcha. So this whole thing is set up as like some sort of CIA, FBI, NSA honeypot to lure in hapless anarchists and libertarians like ourselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. And set a, set us up for arrest. Yeah, yeah, and it makes total sense as well. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, anarchists and, and libertarians and such are a particularly um, annoying group for uh, <laughs> the CAA and, and just like the feds in general to deal with. Because Well, and, and, and even for other libertarians as well. Yeah, so. because think about it. They, <laughs> they dislike the government very strongly. Uh, they're generally quite well armed. Uh, and they're constantly talking about uh, kicking up shit, like kicking up armed revolt. Right. They very rarely actually kick up armed revolts, but I mean, they are awfully well ready to join in. Let's say. Sure. Fast followers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, this is not a, a good group to have um, if you're the CAA or whatever. You know, your sure. regular uh, uh, Republican or, or conservative. It flies the Gadsden flag, but at the same time, also the thin blue line, like. Mm-hmm. They all they all don't mind if you step all over them, you know. Just right. don't take their whiskey, uh, and then you know have a, a crazy conservative man every time, every once in a while say that they're a good boy, and you know they won't bother you. Exactly. No, I mean socialists are not going to do much either. Uh, I mean Antifa are clearly willing to take action, but they're such pussies they couldn't beat up an old man with uh, five of them together. Right. Uh, so you know. There are nothing to be worried about. Regular Democrats are absolutely nothing to worry about. Uh, I mean, they'll get a massive boner and thank you for your service if you say that you're uh, an NSA agent that spent 30 years uh, listening to other people's conversation. Right. Um, I mean, what else is there, really? Fascists? Communists? I mean, nobody cares about those. They just want more. Yeah, we don't really have too many of those anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So there are no, no real threats. To uh, the Fed, which is yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm fully I, I was dubious at first of your of your theory, but I am I am fully <laughs> involved now. I I think this is highly accurate. <laughs> I know. I have thought about this. This is um, you know, you need to have a, a bit of perspective from the other side of the ocean uh, to know sure, what's going sure. on. Um, but I'm glad I was able to convince you. Um, now that we know this, I think this might be the exact knowledge. That we need uh, to kickstart the boogaloo or the ice cream soul. There you show. go. 
or the Burlington Gold annual employee Christmas holiday party. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, and that was the other topic I wanted to talk about, uh, potential boogaloo animals. Because, okay. I mean, people, if you say about or talk about animals in, in uh, combat, people generally think of dogs, right? You know, drug-sniffing mm-hmm. dogs or even attack dogs. Uh, like the right. police use quite a few of well, that's all nice and good. Um, but first of all, I think they're overlooking uh, the kind of dogs that can be used. I think there's quite a bit of potential for, uh, well, let's call them tactical assault chihuahuas. Okay. <laughs> Tax, if you will. Tax, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, <laughs> if you think about it, um, chihuahuas are small, but they're fucking vicious, right? Yes. So... Yes, def- definitely an ankle biter. Yes. Well, what if you could throw a chihuahua, get it roughly at face height, and just like chew an entire dude's face off? It's like a furry grenade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So you get your uh, get a little chihuahua farm together, pump them full of Chinese steroids, um, because, you know, they need to be a bit angrier still and a bit strong, um, because at this point, even a real angry chihuahua can be swatted away like a fly. Uh, mm-hmm. But think about this, a roided up chihuahua. And then, you know, you're going around uh, either with your entire tactical vest with pockets and all the shit, or just, you know, in your uh, Burlington coat uh, with deep pockets. I mean, you can keep at mm-hmm. least two of those things in each pocket. So Yeah, they'll fit. Yeah, exactly. You know, you run across a fed or some some guy on uh, PCP who just raided some CAA storage um, and he's coming at you. So what you do is you grab one from your pocket and you just throw it at him and there you go. And even if it's not a successful bite, it will at least create a diversion for you to either get away or make a kill shot. Exactly. Um, I like it. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, so that's one. Um, then... Uh, based on the Iraqi protests, I saw a picture the other day of a guy uh, with a lion on a leash. Yes, yeah, yeah. You saw the picture. Massive wide dick energy with that. Oh, yeah. Yes, I saw Massive that picture. Truck. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think we, or at least as soon as the Boogly kicks off, um, the, the Bujihari uh, need mm-hmm. to find their way to the nearest zoo as soon as possible because there's all I, I believe I believe this is a good strategy yes. yes because there's probably quite a bit of food um, yes I mean even if the animal food is not good uh, most Jews also have a restaurant and restaurants generally have right. quite a bit of food on storage um, right I mean there's no there's probably actually a bit of ammo you know in case some uh, gorilla goes wild or some dumb fucking mother uh, drops her child into the gorilla enclosure Right, um, right, and probably probably some tranquilizers as yes, well, exactly. either either for your for your assailants or yourself if you like to party. <laughs> exactly. You know, either way, that's a good point uh, because we all know that uh, <laughs> that <laughs> that in Mulu, uh drugs will be uh, in short supply. Yes. Um, so that's indeed a good idea. There's probably loads of ketamine there. Actually, now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, it would be great to get stuck in a K holder in the boogaloo. I mean, I mean that would be pretty interesting. Yeah, not not good for safety, but you know. <laughs> oh well. Like I said, if if you're looking to party and have a good time, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, but there's lots of useful animals, as I said. So 
you have your uh, attack chihuahuas, which you mm-hmm. probably actually most likely won't find in zoo, but you know, who cares? Uh, find them somewhere else or breed your own. Can't be that hard. Sure. Um, so then you have your lions, which is quite useful. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you have a, a nice and big zoo, there's probably a hippo as well. Sure. And I mean, we all know. Very vicious. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know not to fuck with hippos. Uh, yep. I believe that uh, in parts of Africa, those things are the leading cause of death. So I believe that's also yeah. true. Yes. Uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, if some some Africans that are used to the, uh, the, the pressures, I guess, of living around uh, hippos can't properly deal with them. I don't think your average pudgy fat boy uh, can deal with them. I would agree. Exactly. Uh, other than that, you've got all kinds of amazing animals. You've got probably quite a few birds, which can be used as messengers. Yes. Um, which, I mean, even if they're shot, you know, it's not a, an actual person that gets shot. So, you know, less, right, less right. casualties on your side. Um, they're expendable. Exactly. And even some of the animals that I imagine are less useful, say uh, alligators, because, I mean, alligators are vicious, but they're also fucking lazy. Uh, yes. So, I mean, unless they're real hungry or real pissed, you're gonna not going to have much use for them. But you can probably shoot one, and then you have food for days. Sure. And, I mean, alligator meat is a, an actual dish, as far as I know. Yeah, it's delicious. I ate it. Uh, Highly recommended. Yeah? Do they uh, sell a lot of it in Texas? Uh, y- yes. So um, the closer you get to Louisiana, the more of it you see. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, I had like one uh, small plate of it when I was in New Orleans. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty good. But it was expensive as Yeah, fuck. it's good. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not the cheapest dish. And if you can find it, you know, it's, it can be a little tough. Yeah. I find the tail meat to be a little tougher than the, you know, the quarter, like a leg meat kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, if it, but if prepared properly and then fried, you know, it can be quite a, quite a delicious treat. Would you say it's uh, comparable to chicken? I think it's better than chicken. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, chicken's a little bland. Yeah. So I, I like alligator better. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, in um, like texture-wise, because there's a let's say a very clear difference between beef and chicken. Like they're they're totally not the same kind of meat. Um, yeah. So is that the same for alligator, or uh, is alligator meat still more like chicken meat? You know, I think if you get it really tender. It's it's a little more similar to chicken, okay. Mouthfeel wise, you know, right. but it, like in a, in a tougher cut, it's it's sort of like a combination of the two, right? Sort of sort of sort of light in the mouth, like a chicken, but a little you know like sort of like a gristly piece of beef if it's too tough. Oh, that's interesting. So it, it could vary. Yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, I'm pretty sure it's like probably full of protein or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which is important. I. Uh, Sure. I would estimate that in a boogaloo-type situation, uh, you would need a protein-rich diet. I would agree. Uh, so, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Animal-wise in the zoo, uh, there's lions, other big cats. I mean, big cats can just be used to, like, fuck up people in general, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you could find a nice attack mountain lion or an attack cheetah, yeah. you know, that, that would be nice. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, even... Uh, 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 let's see. Is a mountain lion the same thing as a puma? Uh, more or less. Okay. Well, I mean, 
I suppose even like yeah, so mountain lions, pumas, they're not the biggest cats. They're pretty uh, pretty vicious. Pretty strong for their size. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think even you know chickens are a, a pretty good bet. Sure. Like take a chicken and pump it, pump it full of steroids, and uh, yeah. just you know throw it at a guy. Yeah, well, I tell you what, if you go to the east side here in Houston and you find yourself some fighting chickens, oh, right? Strap a couple cool of razor one. blades. Yeah. yeah. A couple of razor blades to the spurs and just let, let oh, them man. loose. Yeah. Yeah, those things will fuck a guy up, man. Holy shit. Absolutely. That is a good one. Um, let's see. Well, uh, I am pretty much through all of my subjects. Um, is there anything else you have in mind at the moment that's fun to. No bullshit about no i got nothing else honestly all right well perfect then uh we're almost at an hour so it's a good time to wrap this up uh yeah it worked out well yeah yeah that went smooth uh well you know thank you for coming on and uh where can people find you you can find me on twitter at maddie k from pa uh also follow the podcast erase the state you can find that on all your major podcatchers uh please follow my co-host mikey two names that's m-i-k-e-e the number two names um, yeah, that's about it. We bullshit on Twitter a lot and we, <laughs> we intermittently re- release podcasts. <laughs> um, so just, just please subscribe and, and you'll get it whenever they come out. Um, yeah, tell some friends about it. We need to up the numbers and listen to this one. Yeah. Please go listen to this podcast. So if anybody catches me that, that listens to a race to state on here, just please subscribe to this one too. Yeah. Yeah. This is a fun one. Um, this will come out, uh, not this Thursday, um, because this Thursday, I have a talk coming out where I uh, talk with uh, a technocrat, which is oh, nice. interesting. Um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that awesome. one. Awesome. It will be uh, published 7 a.m. my time, so like the middle of the night your time, but you know, it will be sure, sure, sure. available uh, whenever. Basically. Uh, gotcha. So this will come out next week, Thursday, and then the week after that, I have a talk with a weather girl. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then after that, I let's see, Pat has already said he wants to come on. When we talked roughly a week ago, he said I'd have to hit him up again in two weeks. And then uh, Joshua, everyone's favorite CAA plant, actually uh, yes. expressed interest in coming on as well. So nice. And I'll look nice. forward to that. That'll be awesome. Um, yeah, maybe you can uh, you know, ambush him with, <laughs> with your theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's entirely aware of my theory. I've tagged him in multiple Twitter threads uh, yes. <laughs> talking about it now. Um, but he'll have to defend himself for my very hard question. So that will be nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, That'll be a good one, too. And those are all people that I need to get on my show as well. I, I've, I mean, I haven't reached out to Joshua. I've talked to Pat about it a couple of times, and we just, I'm, I'm really bad at scheduling. So. <laughs> Look, if, if both Pat and Joshua are willing to come on my podcast, they're absolutely willing to come on yours. Um, there you go. <laughs> So thank you again. Uh, Maddie K on Twitter. Uh, Erase the State on Spotify, all other podcatchers. Uh, Mike, you two names, who is also uh, a person. Um, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Twitter under at Polsvidopol and on Keybase under Keybase uh, slash Polsvido and also in my Discord, but you have to ask. Um, so... Uh, Thanks again, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, man. Peace. Hallo.